0: Secret Friends Unite.
1: Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 409. This is your guide, the geek side. We are part of the Secret Friends Unite Network, which you can find all of our podcasts there where you can check them out. If you like Star Wars, Star Trek, all things nerd and video games, we've got a podcast for you. When you're done rating those podcasts on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, go over to YouTube and watch all of our content there. We have video for all of our podcasts. Marcus made some shorts. I have done some unboxings. You'll never know what you find on YouTube. So subscribe, subscribe, Give us a like and leave a comment. I am one of your hosts, Todd Oxtra, joined by Charlie Carden. Woo! All right. It's a big week for SFU. We're doing some things. Well,
0: this week or next week. or It's a big month. It's a big month.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we we won't say anything more until it's actually done. That's probably a good plan. Speak less, show more. Yeah. Counting those chickens But yes, there, exactly. there are th- there are things
0: coming But yeah, no, it's good It's Sunday Had a pretty quiet weekend Running around doing this And that. I got the fire roaring Hopefully I won't see flames shooting out here Because, you know, I closed the grate We'll see I know, Todd, Todd, Todd's, Todd's like my dog He's afraid of fires in the fireplace <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm just afraid you're going to we're going to have our first on air fatality in the well, fireplace because that, that's how it's worked. All these well, years. you
0: see, they, you know what? I, we should go live because
1: then that's the re- that's the real excitement. Charlie, didn't I tell you about the the Yule to- the Yule log like special? The Yule log killed somebody. So don't yeah, never watch it. You know, just watch out. Just watch out. Just, it's a good plan. Yeah, it's it's kind of been a kind of crazy day because uh, my son was going to practice. He drove there. Cop shows up at our house And then he, you know, we don't know what this is about. And he says, do you have a Mazda CX-5? I'm like, yeah, my son just took it. He goes, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, crap, what's going on? What does that mean? (laughs) Apparently someone saw a Mazda CX-5, like hit a car that was parked on the side of the road, and it lost its side view mirror. But no one stopped to report it. Well, we have a Mazda CX-5 because cops can look and they can look at registries and see you. So they kept like, I was freaked out. So we ended up calling my son. What happened? You know, are you okay? Did anything happen? Of course, if you're in an accident or something like that, you stay there and you call us. Uh, So we took a picture of the car said, it wasn't me. So mystery solved. we okay. It's Mm. crazy. But yeah, folks, just be careful
0: out there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a case of mistaken identity. Yep, kids, push your phones down unless you're, you know, a trained professional like me because I do all kinds of shit when I'm driving. But, I, but I'm out Charlie, there all the time. Charlie,
1: no, no one. <laughs> you don't get to do it either, dude. Stop uh, looking at your phone. If you get messages, wait until you pull over. That's all I'll say.
0: Yes. I'm, too, I'm too important. People need me. No, he's absolutely correct. Yes, your eyes need to be on the road, kids. There's your, thanks for coming to, Todd's, to
1: from Todd's Todd your Talk. Last, your last moment in life does not want to be Uh, some stupid comment marker I or John made. Yes,
0: here's cat meme crash. Okay, anyway, um, yeah, so (laughs) what do we... (laughs) What do we got going on this week? Um, I'm loving, oh, you've got the British version of this because it's it's a Marvel comic.
1: All colour with all a color, U. And the yellow.
0: And the comic was 12p. Uh this is Ms. Marvel issue nine from 19 and 77, September of 77. Now I got a question here. Now it's this one has mm-hmm. it all, which of course every every question has it all. Of course
1: it does. Now it they make it,
0: this says introducing the newest, deadliest foe the female fury of her face, which that sounds kind of sexist, but, but Deathbird is, uh, that's from the X-Men, right? Isn't that part of the, 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 Shi'ar Shear, the Deathbird,
1: same it, character? Char- so Charlie, I had to look this up too, cause I'm like, what's going on here? So yeah, this comic was written by Chris Claremont. So I didn't know Chris Claremont oh, oh, wrote this title at the time. Apparently wow. doing a little double hat with the X-Men and doing this. Um, the Shi'ar, which is the intergalactic species that the X-Men right. ran into, were right. introduced in 76. So I'm like, hmm. But Lady Deathbird, who is the sister to Leandra, who is the Empress, uh, was not introduced in that time. So this was really her first appearance, which was very odd. And she later became Lady Deathbird. Um, She became a constant villain and always trying to take over the throne. But yeah, I saw this and I'm like, it's kind of crazy. So I don't know if the intent was to have her be part of the Shi'ar or what it was. I don't know, but this is just weird when I saw some like I have questions and some of them were answered, but not all. Well, Todd, one question that
0: doesn't need to be answered is that this is uh, drawn by your favorite artist, Dave Cockrum. <laughs> Yay, second, Dave. Se- second only to Al Milgram and Mark Bagley and uh, ink spy, Joe, Joe Sinat. I remember, you know, how the people in the Marvel bullpen always got little nicknames. That was his. I don't know what was what was uh, Dave Cockrum's Dave. The, the I don't want to say the cock. The of the walk, the cack of the walkroom. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. my and goodness! You gotta
1: love you gotta love uh, Miss uh, Miss Marvel's hair because this is before she became Captain Marvel. She uh, that, that fair this hair? This is this is hmm. Kitty's hair from uh, that '70s show. Oh. <laughs> So oh, well, that that show uh,
0: shows revival actually comes back on this month. I think next week yes. that that '90s show. Look for yeah, that is definitely the Kitty Foreman of uh, Point Place, Wisconsin. Uh, fabulous do. So, oh, speaking of fabulous dues, and boy, in the '70s. Uh, I don't know if, if uh, you know, our gal had had already gone to a weave by that point because her hair started falling. I have no idea. Talking about, of course, Madam Webb. She is our number one news correspondent at the age of 123 because she's our baby New Year. She already had her birthday. Hopefully, we all got her something. But what she's got for us, that would be the hottest scoops in the industry down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. Let's go.
1: Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. As Charlie mentioned, hairstyles. So I thought this might be a good year for you to try something new, Madam Webb. I've heard that uh, cornrows are very in this year and full of cultural appropriation. So it might make sense that you try that out and see if you can, you know, uh, get people offended in an all new way in 2023
0: it's not culture appropriation month here at sfu we'll pass that off no, to somebody no, else no
1: we're not doing we're not celebrating that yes, uh, no celebration hmm, no oh no. my goodness oh uh, yeah so we start off the news uh with a trailer that dropped we talked about this movie but we didn't know when we were actually going to hear from it and that is renfield this yes! is nicholas cage nicholas uh holt teaming up as Renfield and Dracula in a modern setting. Yes, I didn't know if actually this movie was going to be a modern setting, but it is. And essentially, you've got Nicholas Holt, who goes to a support group, and he's talking (laughs) about his bad boss and all these things. And then you find out his boss is actually Dracula. And um, this looks like it's going to be a hoot, because you find out that Renfield actually has special abilities that was granted by his master that he gets by eating bugs, which is... Part of Dracula, you you read that Renfield eats those because he thinks he's eating souls, and just like he because he he wants to be a vampire, uh, and so this is Nick Cage just going ape crap, and definitely going to be an R rated affair, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Definitely a lot of blood will be uh, shared.
0: Yes. Oh, shared, not spilled. Yeah, we saw this uh, at this and the the other trailer we're going to talk about. We we got a one-two punch when we went to go uh, see M3GAN, uh, which I'll talk about in the Geek Easy. But this is delightful. I'd love to say Nick Cage is having a bit of a renaissance uh, after his unbearable uh, unbearable weight of massive talent, which I can never get right. Which was a a delight. Um, And Nicholas Holt is riding high on the menu where he wasn't exactly a great. God, he was the
1: worst. He was the worst, which made him really the best because he did
0: a great job being the worst right exactly it was a, and, and in the end of it he was a fraud and he got his comeuppance um, so yeah so this should be fun so this is out April 14th just in time for your birthday Todd
1: birthday movie for you Perfect. I absolutely love this. Um, and you know, there's some other people in this movie. Aquafina might be the love interest. Ben Schwartz (laughs) is going to be in this Mr. Sonic, (laughs) Nice. Uh, James Moses, Adrian Martinez. Um, and I thought there was going to be, I I guess, um, so it's going to be kind of more of a trying to leave your boss and not being able to get away. So we'll see how this goes. I think this could be a ton of fun. And like you said, Charlie, Nick Cage, He's he's come back. It's kinda of like the the He's on the way up. Yeah, exactly. Which is great because you know we had John Travolta had his Travolta Sans. Um <laughs> All right. this is the newest one. So whatever Actor that's kind of been a has been the last couple of years, we'll probably have another one coming out in you know next couple of years, Charlie. Yeah, what do you think a, would be good for that? Who's
0: gonna make a good, good who's washed up right now that can make a great comeback? Uh Jason Priestley. There we go. He was never a star. Oh god, uh, yeah, he was never a star. Um uh Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Oh
1: god. Uh, oh could, what's his name? Uh, Steven Seagal, could he come back from Russia and make a comeback? Oh my God. I listened to a podcast about
0: him a couple of months ago. What a not nice guy no, Steven Seagal is. Holy guy. shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Not a great guy. Yeah, so yeah. not really not really rooting for him to get to get his. I don't know who's living in France. Isn't Jean-Claude Van Damme living in France now or something? like? <laughs> all these expats.
1: Yeah, he kind of had a, a renaissance. He had that one show that was kind of like a take on his life back yeah. in the day, and that was supposed to be pretty good. But yeah, he just never really fully came back but oh know, boy yeah we'll see how this this comes out like you said in April so um can't wait and this should be that good campy horror thing that we don't get that often I
0: love it it's good stuff good deal yeah. all right next and, and we we were, we were two for two uh, seeing trailers when we were at the theater so evil Dead rise will be a spin-off or maybe they're trying to create an evil Dead uh, cinematic universe
1: a addic- 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 you <laughs> I hope not. Um, dead you? Yeah, and to your point, um, this is a, the Evil Dead universe in a way. Right. We had the original Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. There was the Army, uh, Ash vs. the Evil Dead TV right. series right, 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 essentially right. ended Ash's run, that more comedic take. We had the Fetty Alvarez Evil Dead in 20. 2013, 2014, Whoa, which has harder edge, mm-hmm. gross kind of thing. And so I think this is the long lines of this is continuing that type of evil, dead type movie. Um, it's going to have the necromo- Necronomicon. That's kind of the see through part, which just kind of just right. takes you through uh, that. And um, it, wow. does, it see, does it see through it because it has a mouth? <laughs> exactly. Oh, or yeah, yeah, <laughs> it follows you through. But essentially, right. this is um, it. It, it's, it takes the spooky book and the cabin cellar dynamic and supersizes it, turning the cabin right. into an entire apartment building where Ellie is trying to keep things together as a single mom in a small apartment. Wow! E wow, Charlie. Uh, yeah, I don't. Did you get Ouch. the red band trailer or like more of the um, the green no, band PG thirteen?
0: I think it was the green band trailer. Yeah, what well, is
1: what you posted here? The red band. I might not um, have watched it. Uh, this is the green band. The the red oh, okay. band was 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 I which I watched. Wow. Yeah, there's lots bad, huh? of blood. There's lots of things wow. that will make you cringe. And all I will say is this one thing, folks. Um if you don't want to see skin removed by a cheese grater, this movie might not be for you. That was in the trailer? The yes, re- oh, it, well, they, they showed the cheese grater. They turned so away before you got to see it, it was, make
0: grated cheese. It was heavily implied. It was said, "So, yeah, I um, you know, I enjoy. It. I mean, we've always loved Evil Dead, and because we love Bruce Campbell, because there's a Michigan State connection. Todd and I met him back in Michigan State in '97. That was pretty great. He's a super great guy. I've seen him at a million cons and stuff. And Sam Raimi, of course, went on to make the Spider-Man movies. And we most recently saw him back in the MCU with Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. Uh, but I've always enjoyed these. But yeah, this sounds a whole a whole lot more like that 2013 film. And do we know that is there any connection between the film from 13 or 14 and this one?
1: not that i'm aware of i think the only okay. connection is this book is basically right finds its way in places and um this is a family affair at least in this movie um where it's basically a family mm-hmm. that is basically trying to overcome a person who becomes becomes a deadite which it just looks once again mm-hmm. looks unsettling does not have the 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 horror and comedy balance I always liked with those movies. So um, right. that's what made it for me. So just becoming being an evil dead type, like just yeah. having tenants without that. I don't know if that's right. for me. Right. No, I understand what you're saying. So we'll see. I mean, we you know we love going
0: to the movies. It's our, it's our scene, but yeah, if this is a little too grungy, I'm just not so sure about that. So, Oh, Todd, I can't even believe that you wanted to talk about star Wars here we go. So you uh, you, uh snagged this from, from our friends at Screen Rant. Biggest Star Wars prediction in hopes of 2023 Um, predictions. I could make some hopes. I bet you would be better at it. So why don't you start first? I yeah, ScreenRant did this over. and I thought,
1: you know, why not? So I need a perspective on Star Wars. You guys don't typically do a lot of like this type of stuff. You don't do predictions. You typically Absorb the material and the discussion.
0: Yes, we uh, we yes, we're the we're the the analysts
1: of sort. But yes, exactly. And you you bring on new folks and talk about their Star Wars background, which is great. Exa- exactly I appreciate correct. that. Um, it reduces a lot of the churn and a lot of the the discord we get about Star Wars, which is which is sometimes unnecessary and, and kind of removes people yeah. from the what what they love about Star Wars. Well, this I thought this was good because we could talk about kind of like where we see Star Wars going in 2023 because right. we know what we're getting essentially what in comics uh, in the book and then movies though are still a great unknown so that's the first thing that this talks about is Star Wars finally figures out what its movie future looks like in 2023 Um, and they go on to say that um, you know, they've struggled with um, past directors, Colin Tevro, Lord Miller, Bennoff and Weiss, um, essentially, and even Ryan Johnson. All those projects that were supposed to happen kind of didn't work or were unsuccessful. So they think that finally, and, and I think with Bob Disney being back, um, I think that's going to be one of his tenets. We can't not have Star Wars in the theaters. Right. So um, I think what this is going to do, and they, they even talk about it here is – Patty Jenkins will probably move forward with Rogue Squadron. Oh, God, please. I
0: mean, that is without a doubt. I believe in her talent. I believe in the concept. Um I, I just can't even rightly recall and maybe this little blurb uh, goes over it or, or or maybe we've talked about it in the past, but such a colossal disappointment to Mark and myself because we are, we're, you know, we're big fans of the dogfights of the, of the I was going to say the X-Men, big fans of the X-Men, of the X-Wings um, and, you know, and the, um oh God, Rogue One, I love this quote, Rogue One was billed as the oily love child of Star Wars and Top Gun. Fuck yes. Give me that film. You know what Rogue and, Squadron? Yeah. What did I say? Rogue One. Oh, whatever. There there was, you know what, there was plenty of that in Rogue One too. Um, But I mean, Mark and I have been, you know, over on, on Holocron have been all over this. It's definitely our jam. Um, But yes, it would be, uh, it would be fantastic to see this come back. uh, And the the obvious success of Top Gun Maverick could give that a big nudge. So um, I'm a believer that that could go down.
1: Yeah, and she no longer is doing Wonder Woman three because I think that was a big part of the problem. She couldn't right. get her schedule set. Wonder okay. Woman three is no longer happening. Now the concern you have with 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 Patty Jenkins is she's a big fan of creative control. Star Wars also is <laughs> um, right, and uh, the yeah. creative control being that of one KK. Yeah, Patty Jenkins stepped away from Thor, uh, the second Thor movie. She was supposed to direct that. Mm. She didn't like the, the the fact that she didn't have complete creative control. And that was with Marvel. And I know right. Star Wars, they're even less likely to say, we're going to give a, a director his, yeah. his, his. So that's the only thing I would be worried about that this right. may not go anywhere. There could be creative differences.
0: Yeah, a lot less flexibility. Uh, but yeah, point three, uh, and I, I love this, and let, let me uh, hope this goes down. Mando season three redeems Boba Fett mistakes. I mean, my God, Todd. And you were even less kind, uh, certainly than Mark and I being on a Star Wars program, trying to find ways to talk about the book of Boba Fett, because I found it to be an unmitigated disaster. You know, you're, you're given, you know, Bill, the guy who changes your tires, his own TV show. Uh, and that's it, it was it was so bereft of material that they had to finish it up by making it Mando season 2.75. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it was, well, they say 2.5, but you know I always like to throw those fractions in there. But, um, yeah, it was it was bad. It was only six episodes, but, or, or was it eight? Regardless, they made one and a half or, or two of them uh, about Mando and him getting Grogu back, and then they threw Luke Skywalker in there, and Ahsoka was there, and it was just a giant steaming mess. So... Mando is and Todd I know you'll echo this Mando is the is the the crown jewel uh of post or I, uh, of post George Lucas Star Wars I think without a doubt the series and the character and you know hate him if you have to but at some level everybody really does love Baby Yoda or Grogu because it's just it's it's just a beautiful combination
1: Yeah it's it's great um and you know Mando has enough going for where it's essentially Filoni and... Um, I'm, Favreau. Like Favreau's love child. So you do get a good balance. You don't just get the the Filoni love fest where it's just his stuff, his story. I think which is great. I think you have to balance out Filoni because Filoni really focuses on a specific window and that's about it. He doesn't really go outside of his comfort zone, especially with his own characters he created. Where I think this is great because you get a lot of new characters um, and you don't know where this is necessarily going and Filoni right. is dipped in with his characters that he created which is fine um because there's a lot of people that don't know those characters because they could care less about the cartoon so it's a great way of really introducing them um and bringing and and broadening that to a larger audience which i think is Mm -hmm, cool mm -hmm. and we know the storyline is going to be jam-packed with probably more cameos and different (laughs) things that is going to kick off more of that mando shared universe of ahsoka and other things so um i don't think we have to worry about mando not being in most of these episodes, like with right, Boba yeah. Fett.
0: <laughs> nope, sorry, we're going to sub them out for Boba Fett and we'll stick t- Timothy Oliphant there as well. Nope. No, no Mando. Exactly, um, yeah. Do you think, uh, and then again, we know we're getting Ahsoka, which leads us into the next blurb. Do you think there's crossover potential? Will one segue into another? Will this turn into uh, a shared universe into that regard? Like, oh, there's a big wrap-up because in the last episode of Mando season three, there's an all-out kablammo and, you know, at the end of it, a big bad gets away and Ahsoka chases after him and then we're into her show.
1: I mean, I, I, I can see the value in that. I, I think so. There's Because like I said, there's tendrils going in between all of these things because right. um, I watched some Rebels, so but I'm not up to speed on everything. Um, the Ahsoka focus is going to be on something else. But one thing I was thinking about with this being a lot about um, Mandalore is going to be mm-hmm. a big thing. Now, the yeah. one Mandalorian in Rebels – is she still alive? Did she die? I don't remember. I don't Whoa. know. The one Mandalorian.
0: Oh, you're talking about um the one who's part of the regular cast and her name yeah. is Sabine. Sabine, she's gonna be a character in Ahsoka. It's been okay. cast and
1: it's been discussed. Yeah. So she won't show up. Well, maybe, maybe she shows up in I know, this I because I of all, all the Mandalore stuff. So yeah, I exactly. think that's where you get some crossover. So I think that's yeah. where it could Agreed. lean in. Some of the Agreed. Ahsoka, like Ahsoka could show up again in this. If not, I don't think it's the biggest. Problem um, mm-hmm. will will Luke show up again? I will-
0: don't, I hope not. Luke yeah. seems seems fairly played out. Uh, his you know involvement seemed to really ramp up when Grogu you know chose to go back to okay. be with Papa. I think I, you know, and I love Luke, but again, his story moves. He was just at the beginning of building his Jedi Academy, and that just doesn't seem worthy of a like. And here's Luke. Do something with it a little bit more fully fleshed out. But you know, right now they're just recreating. Mark Hamill, you know the mm-hmm. way he looked forty years ago, and I'm just I'm just not down. So I just I don't know that I really want to see much more of that. I think we're good.
1: Yeah, I mean, then I would say, is there an opportunity to see any other original trilogy characters? Reca- yeah, outside recast, of Luke. Yeah. You know, right. outside of Luke, I I think that would be awesome if they did. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't know why we're so hesitant to never get those characters again. Yes, they're iconic, but guess what? Luke is too, and he showed up again. Right. Yes, he's still right. alive. Versus the other, well, you know, Han is. You know, I I, I don't right. Think, I I think you know. I
0: think it would be incredible to toss Alden Ironreich back in as Han Solo, or find some other way to recast those characters. uh In. <laughs> Again, not going backwards. Considering Mando to be a little bit more of the present time, not thinking, you know, kind of leaving the sequel trilogy out of it and thinking about Mando, which is which five years post Return of the Jedi. Thinking of that as the present time, recast him if you got to find a lookalike, de-age it, you know, de-age it a little bit. They're de-ageing Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones Five, the Dial of Destiny, to do the framing sequence that's set during World War II. How difficult is it? That's about the age that he'd look. Um, if yeah. you if you put it in that time frame, so well maybe a little younger, but still you make you it a little, little
1: younger than anymore. So you kind of have to figure out some other way to bring. Yeah, it.
0: very yeah. true. Yes, well, yeah, it would have to be Alden Reich, but sure. then you know, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, like you said, always great but I, potential. But I like you really want to see things in the Mando timeline. I kind of consider it the present. Mm-hmm. I don't have the the glowing love for the the sequel trilogy that that some other people tend to have, but you know the the beauty of and again, I always bring Star Trek into it, is that you can play in different different timelines, different groups of characters, mm-hmm. animated live action, whatever it is, and, and you can find something to um, to please everyone. Uh, next bit here is about the Alkalite. Its release will completely redefine Star Wars. Yes, please. Because w- with the mess that we're looking at, Star Wars does absolutely need a, a line drawn in the sand. And again, we're talking about a series that jumps back
1: I know we we I know we've never actually looked it up a couple of hundred years two hundred years yeah I thought it was gonna be two hundred years around the the High Republic time frame is that is that right yeah yeah with and
0: again with an established time frame but not necessarily an established cast of characters which is which is all well and good you don't have to work in. Everything else. But, you know, the cast like Daphne Keene from from Logan, Carrie Ann Moss, who everybody uh, knows, um, and, you know, a host of other actors who are a little bit more inclined towards, you know, f- physical action, you know, kind of physical acting. Um, again, a shift in tone, taking it away from the established uh, Skywalker Uh, saga era is required. Like I said, you know, Bad Batch came on this week. It definitely has its lovers. Kay, who is my partner, who I record with over on Code 47, loves the Bad Batch. That's for the people that enjoy that kind of stuff. That's cool. But for those of our generation and, and particularly of our way of thinking, we want to see Live action that moves in a new direction, not kind of the same old, same old. Yeah. And that's what the alkalite. That's what,
1: what Mando has given. Charlie, us that, yeah, it's not an alkalite like an alkaline battery. It's the Acolyte. I
0: did not say
1: uh, I, I did not say alkaline, but you did say I, alkalite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Alka- <laughs> this is like your Green Lanternian Lantron. You say yes. that's, that's Lan-tron. Lapeer, Mich- Lantron. That's that's that Lapeer, that's that Michigan's uh, accent coming out of you, Mid Michigan yeah, yeah. accent.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm curious when they say they this is going. To redefine Star Wars, I, I I don't know if it does because once again, if this is all stuff that's leading to something that we already know has happened. So to right. me, it's just like this is just going to be like more House of the Dragons, things like that. It's giving us a new perspective in Star Wars, but it's not going to redefine Star Wars unless right. we say something that happens in the series we'll see that has impacted the future, not right. the storylines we already see. I would rather right, have right, more right. of that. Like they are doing something that will you will not be able to see that's been established before, and it. And it sets. It basically plants seeds for something in the future that we right. don't know about. I don't want to know about. Oh well, that's how Yoda got his robe. I don't want that stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lando <laughs> got, got his. Kid. What Lando had for breakfast the Wednesday exactly. after after. I don't part. want
1: more of that. I don't want to just, exactly. just. We're just going to fill in more more gaps to get to the present.
0: Which is exactly what this next bit approaches that I have steadfastly yes. said. I, I, and, and consider it an unpopular opinion, but I've said this on a hot and I'll say it anytime when you ask me. Another season of Obi Wan Kenobi? No, absolutely not. You were playing with fire to even get what we got out of that, which was, you know, an action set piece fight between Vader and Obi Wan that probably shouldn't have happened. I mean, th- there, there was nothing in this series that really felt necessary. You know what I mean? Uh, Obi-Wan didn't need to meet Leia when she was young, even though she was adorable and wisecracking and this thing and that thing. We didn't need to see him get involved in the rebellion and then disappear again. It's just so much of it felt super unnecessary. So please, 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 please no more Obi-Wan. You, you, you did enough.
1: Just let let it lie. And Todd, I assume I assume you feel very much the same. I feel like we're going to have a pitch meeting episode, and why? Because money, right? Why? Because I wrote it. Yeah, we don't need more things to just once again potentially poke more holes in episode. You know, four which is right. essentially what a lot of this stuff does, then you're basically trying to solve, you know, rewrite problems. It's retconning. Right. Essentially. It is, yeah. into make, that. That nobody, make it sound like, that.
0: A, sound like a math problem. Solve for why. Exactly. Um, but that being said, um, getting into this next bit, um, live action Cal Kestis, that is a favorite character of my co-host co-host mark uh he loved it basically because actor cameron monahan is kind of his doppelganger uh, from the fallen order uh video game and the upcoming jedi survivor game which is coming out this year uh i mean they made this character as a dead ringer of cameron of actor cameron monahan who i absolutely love from shameless Mm -hmm. from gotham just guy who does a lot of great stuff yes i would love to see him you could easily slide him into um Add a couple of years to him, but he could show up in Mando. He could show up in Ahsoka, but he could also show up in something of his own because his time frame, Todd, I know you love it, is set post Clone Wars. It's that in between period. Um, and Todd, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the game. Have you played? You played
1: the game? Oh yeah, now? yeah. I yeah. love these games. He actually showed up on stage at the Game Awards dressed like a Jedi, right? Which was right. very cool. Yeah, it was very cool, and I'm very excited for more of this. And I've always said I almost like playing star Wars video games more than watching star Wars things because I think it's cool to do stuff in Star Wars versus just watch more right.
0: storylines, um, which is funny because I always watch those cutscene
1: movies and I'm like, I also like watching
0: it because I don't feel as
1: frustrated. No, it's cool because you, right. well, you do get a story along with it, which is, right. but you also get to you know be a Jedi, which is great. Right? Uh, do I want to see him with his own storyline once again? That's going to take place in an era when apparently there were no Jedi, but apparently there were a lot of Jedi right. just hanging out. Which once again. It kind of pokes the holes in the Jedi are right. just kinda of, there's the more populous because is are we or unless we see Kel dies. I mean don't if Kel we, Kel dies. Yeah. Then, yeah. I
0: mean he you don't say he kinda of has to because Ahsoka didn't die. She did this weird disappearing act where she showed up a few years later. But Everybody don't forget is. that Obi-Wan did say in episode four, now the Jedi are all but extinct. Of course. Meaning there used to be ten thousand Jedi, now there's like fifty running around or whatever, or he yeah. doesn't know. So, I mean, of 10,000 Jedi, it would be really hard to picture them all being wiped out at first and then being picked off one by one by the, um, by the, uh, by the, Al- you know, by Vader's Alkalites, this time goes by Alkalites. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's okay. You know what? I would love to see him in something live action. That would be cool. Right. I just don't know if he needs his own story. And I'm kind of, like I said, burned out on that era of Star Wars. Fair, 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 fair. All right,
0: what what what's up next? Dare we talk about the James Bond?
1: Yeah, so we, we are getting a new James Bond. And the fun part about now is that um, Amazon owns MGM. But the fun part about owning James Bond is you don't really own it because it's really the broccoli. It owns you. <laughs> well, Barbara Broccoli. This is such weird. James Bond stuff is so weird because Ian Fleming, his family has nothing to do with James Bond, even though he created it. All right. the rights went to Barbara Broccoli, because the Broccoli family, because when they decided to make the movies, they somehow were able to be the sole... Right holders. That's a, a sweet. Movie. That's a sweet ass deal. Exactly. Man, and, oh man. Yeah, and it's it's been there's been different distributors of the movies. Sony, yeah. I believe, was the last one who did all those rights. MGM, it's been under their house, but they've really never been a big distributor in the last ten years. So Amazon is now the distributor, but they still have to get a like creative approval from Barbara Broccoli and that family. Um <laughs> There's been talk about who it should be, Uh, you know, Edris Elba. He's old, unfortunately. He's old! We we just kind of had James Bond run his storyline. We had an older James Bond. So what do you do? So we've talked about potentially uh, Henry Cavill. Uh, right. Cavill Tom Hardy yeah not really uh
0: also, also super old Henry Cavill I love and you know that he can punch him up but yeah, yeah. they're talking about uh Aaron Taylor Johnson that would be yes. uh Mr. Quicksilver he was in your bullet train where he was he was even though I was crazy about the kick movie I thought, I thought he was yep. great yeah kick-ass exactly and he's um yeah I think he'd be a great fit I mean he's he's fit he's got a good look about him big square jaw um but obviously, this is bandied about, so this would be something that, uh, oh, he played a young John Lennon in something called Nowhere Boy? Oh, God, I'm going to have to Google that. I mean, I'm a huge Beatles fan, so that uh, that grabs me. Uh, Godzilla, very forgettable. Um Uh, But yeah, that would be, oh boy, other favorites they they went through their sweetheart list. Richard Madden, uh, Dev Patel, that'd be a switch. Andy Garfield, Will Poulter, uh, Jamie Dornan, isn't that the guy from Fifty Shades? No. And uh, Henry Golding and Nicholas Holt. Uh, interesting. I, I, yeah, I would I would pick Taylor Johnson out of that lot, I think. Um, but yeah, Bar- now, so does Barbara Brackley get uh, she doesn't get casting rights, does she?
1: Oh, she has total creative like wow. so anything that has to go forward, she has to say yes, I agree. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't necessarily know if she's like out there like <laughs> casting act- like actively, but I think she's you're, she gonna, is, you're
0: yeah. gonna be station uh train
1: writer number seven. Yeah, which is just crazy because I'm not, I mean, she has to prove things. I'm not sure if she like is really coming up with storyline ideas, but I think she's trying to keep it consistent with James Bond and yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see where we go. But apparently Aaron Taylor Johnson actually filmed like the intro like where he's, you know, the the, the barrel of the gun intro um, as just kind of a stage test. So we'll see. I mean, it's been a year since the last James Bond film. James Bond films typically take every, or, or every t- three to four years. So we're probably going to get an announcement the next year or so, I would assume.
0: Yeah. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Very excited. All right. Taking us home, last story. This is crazy um, because you think about Mel Brooks, he is in his 90s, like upper 90s. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's not a young man. And I couldn't, is the last film that he ever cranked out, was it Robin Hood Men in Tights? No, I think it
1: was Dracula Dead and Loving
0: It, which was a horrible film. Which could only have been a few years later. He's not done really anything the last 25 years. It's it's nuts. Um, so I, I, you know, this news dropped, and we'll talk about kind of his layer of involvement. But this was a first look from Entertainment Weekly. Todd, you remember when we used to read Entertainment Weekly as the, a magazine? Yes, we did. What what did we call it, Todd? It was a shitting the Shitting Times Bible. Oh, you <laughs> no, called,
1: called it the Bible, I think. Yes, I
0: think you called it the Shitting Times. I know you don't like to use bad language, but that's uh, the that, last that's why you got thing me. he
1: did was he did the producer. Producers. He he wrote the screenplay and was a producer on the producers, which was one of his first movies. He so had it was a, movie. it was, a, it was yeah. a remake, yeah, the remake yeah. that that was in.
0: But yeah, it was, it was even that was in the early odds. So anyway, we got a picture from Entertainment Weekly of Nick Kroll, who I always loved Wanda Sykes, who's a massive talent, and then Ike Barinholtz in a sequel to History of the World, which was from the four and two years in the making. So it's almost as almost as old as us, Todd. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I. Absolutely, you know, love Mel Brooks' films. Obviously, I've seen this one, um, *Blazing Saddles*, being my favorite. *Spaceballs* being second, but yeah, it's, it says back there and four two years ago. Let me do the math. Do 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 do. do, do, do Nineteen eighty-one. 1980,
1: 1981? Yeah, definitely when this quickly. happened. Yeah, because we're yeah, a, exactly. But,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah uh, but yeah, history of the world part two promises to cover the building of the pyramids, the civil war, Russian revolution, and much, much more. And it's simply done with a very satirical take. So, um, I mean, in the modern world, is this going to be something in the theaters? Because really, all all three of these are really bigger on TV. So I'm wondering. Oh, no, if it's this it's on Hulu, Charlie. It's coming. Oh, to Hulu. very good. Okay, good enough. Who cares? Uh, for the most part. <laughs> Just reading some of these Uh, history of the world volume one gave us Hitler on ice, a Viking funeral and the Star Wars parody Jews in space. I can say Jews in space because I'm quoting. I'm not saying it myself because
1: Dave Chappelle told us we can't say that. I, man, oh man, I, this is probably one of my favorite Mel Brooks films, History mm-hmm. War Part 1. So many great sequences, like, you know, the, the French Revolution, where it's good to be the king, uh, with count, <laughs> count the money. Uh, you you, you yeah. look like the piss boy, and you look exactly. like a bucket of shit! <clears throat> exactly. Uh, just <laughs> a great cast, which really makes these films. It's just people that fully get in just the, the, the ham-fisted, the jokiness. Um, right. Really, really love that movie, and It's perfect because just the premise is just retelling history through a satirical, funny lens. And just, you know, um, with Kroll, you could see one of the pictures where he's got a little uh, cart called Putz Mates. So he's basically (laughs) delivering food because they're going to take, you know, some things. Looks like. Right. Yeah, Ike Bernholtz as Stalin, I believe, in one picture as well. You, yeah, you've um, got uh, yeah.
0: you and then you've got yeah, you've got uh, Wanda Sykes as the, as a suffragette, but they're dancing in uh, basically your James Brown coming to America.
1: Yeah, gear. disco era like <laughs> pants and everything like that. Yeah, oh so, my gosh. Yeah, so this is good. I mean, this is the best thing we can hope. Uh, Mel right. Brooks is like you said, very old, and very I old, like the yeah. fact that you know we got History War Part One, and, like. They called it part one, so there's got to be a part two. That's yeah, funny. right.
0: And, and we're getting this on Hulu in the spring, so that's yes. right. So this is this is in the can, so we can all look forward to this. So when this drops, you will without a doubt be hearing about it from us because we are very excited. So with that, the news ends. Todd, time to get out that phone. Got to get that feeble Uber app ready. Got to get down to Skugtown, Nastyville, the geek easy awaits where we got some stuff to talk about. So let's go. Talk nerdy to me.
1: Talk to me. We're in the geek easy, drinks are poured, and we are ready to get our nerd on. So, Charlie, you <laughs> watched a movie that uh, I was going to go see, but my family took both vehicles. Well, they took one vehicle, but both sets of keys. Uh, oh. So I was stranded in my home. <laughs> uh, oh no! Todd was home alone. Did you, did you run around, jump on the bed, and
0: eat, eat, oh, and eat ice cream? I shaved and night. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. Put on some, Finally put shaved on, my first shave. Oh my goodness! So yeah, we went to see M three Gander Megan Um because the the, the 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 thing is actually called Megan, but the title of the film is the letter M, the numeral three and g-a-n so m3 gan is what i will go with but anyway uh story kicks off little girl you know uh, riding with her parents uh going up for a ski weekend her parents are idiots didn't put snow tires on they die in a car crash little girl lives uh goes off to um then live with her aunt uh who is the her uh the mother's sister who is a total workaholic, but is fortunately a cybernetic engineer who works at a toy company, Uh, eventually gets around that the pet project of her name is Gemma or Jenna. I can't remember uh, creates through, you know, her, you know, like I got to create something new to be a toy. That's a hook, blah, blah, blah. It takes place in Seattle um, at this, you know, fancy, fancy tech toy company. Events, this events is essentially um, very lifelike android called megan and it's like model three something android whatever i don't know you know what i should do my research but forget it's about like MODOK, it right yeah it's basically exactly yeah, no so, killing is in the title <laughs> yeah no killing no, no no kill no kill uh and, and the, the little uh you know the megan who's like you know four feet tall and has a plasticky face and whatever looking hair was actually played by a real young human actress Um, But it's scary as shit to look at. And uh, let me just say, Todd, without spoiling much and what you kind of get out of the trailer, you know, things about uh, sentient robots never go well. So I think you get the feeling that things eventually don't end up going well for, for Gemma. And the little girl whose name I'm totally blanking on and all the people at the toy company, not a great situation. So this movie uh, did better than expected in the box office this weekend, as I understand it, and came with a pretty strong RT score and a Metacritic score. I think Um, I found it to be kind of silly and, you know, laughable with a lot of the same tropes, but still kind of a fun concept. You know, I would I would recommend it. a friend of mine asked me about it. This I'm like, yeah, we went to go see it on Friday. And I, I think it's a romp. It's silly. Um, because you know, Megan takes on the neighborhood dog, she takes on the pesky neighbor, she takes on Gemma's co-workers, she takes on a bully who is bullying the the young girl who she's had to protect, which all of the stuff that you saw in the trailers. Um, but yeah, I'd recommend it. It was fun. Uh, it, it was fun to, you know, have the and, And of course, I'm got to set it up for a sequel. There, there's no uh, there's no stinger, by the way, but there's a little, little tight tease right at the end. Of my oh, mic is mic. there like a little like red light that comes
1: on? Like, I'm, I'm not, not dead. dead yet. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, no, dead yet. Um, but yeah, well, no. Transfer that USB file with. Their- yeah, Right
0: personality yeah. on it don't don't say the ones that say hot singles in your area are looking to me with you it's a Trojan horse you' oh, so, became but, a spam bot. Oh, good. exactly <laughs> no this this film does have a great the best thing about it I would say the third act um Mortal Kombat scene with with Gemma versus Megan and you know th- there's another prototype robot that gets involved in the fight that is' oh. it's is kind, is kind of a Freddy foreshadowing early in the movie you're like oh okay they're introducing basically you know Gemma's pet project is this robot named Bruce and Bruce and, you know, sorry to spoil it, Bruce and Megan and Gemma all go at it in Gemma's lab. And it was, it's, it's really, it's, it's fun. I
1: thought it's you were going to tell me, Charlie, like this is like the, the prequel to how the fembots became about from Dr. Evil.
0: Oh my God. Uh, uh, Kay, uh, Kay, and I were doing code 47 today and we were talking about an old episode of TNG, the one where data makes his own child, makes a daughter. Yes. Um, And the notes that I referred to called her a a gyne droid or something. And then Katie and I were like, she was like, what the hell is that? I'm like, I had to look this up. Um, Oh, my God. I'm going to have to look it up while we're talking because I was so, like, not like, what the hell is that expression? And it's something that has to do with a female, like, android robot something or other. Gynecology? Yeah, that's what I thought, like, the gyne part of it. Hold on, I'll just, I'll find the word for you. Uh, A gynoid. A gynoid is, yeah, and so when I follow the Wikipedia link, then again, this is from from Code 47, which you potentially have listened to by the time you hear this on Tuesday because we come out on Monday. A gynoid, or fembot, is a feminine humanoid robot. Gynoids appear widely in science fiction uh, and art as more realistic human robots. humanoid robot design becomes technologically possible they are emerging in real life robot design so just think about um Caprica six from Caprica six from Belsar Gleifka. You don't want it. Not um, a guy like GUI either. G Y N. Like, like you said, like, Not a gal-noid. like, like yeah, yeah. Guys <laughs> and gals. I don't know that you can say gals anymore. That, that might, that might have can fallen you say out of guys? paper. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, who you knows. better believe know. it. So, um, I saw, I, I saw two other things. I'm trying to figure out what to talk about that I think is, is, uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a dealer's choice. Do you want to hear about something that is fantasy or something that is horror? And I'll tell you, because I saw one of each.
1: Oh, wow. Um, uh, you know what, Charlie? You never talk about fantasy. So I'll, I'll hear okay. fantasy. Um,
0: well, I, I listed it right here. And I guess this is more like, um, you know, uh, witches and wizards. But the Mayfair witches. Oh, yeah. I thought that's, I
1: thought was the horror thing was Mayfair yeah. witches.
0: So I guess no. maybe All right. Well, well then I'll talk about the horror thing. Mayfair witches came out today. Todd, I'll let you watch it. The horror thing I watch. I've been seeing this poster for months floating around to Call of something called X. Does that oh, Ring a yes. bell? Yes, I've heard of it. Yes. Yes. And, and it even spawned a, a prequel. Um, but uh it, the poster, it looks like Daisy Ridley from Star Wars is it's just a woman screaming. And it's actually Jenna Ortega, which I had no idea. Oh, she's totally an ex. Just, I thought it was what's her name? Yeah. Goth?
1: M- Mia it Goth? Is. <laughs> she's she's the star. The fakest um, name in the world. Mia exactly. Goth.
0: But yeah, no. She this this is a film filled with a lot, like a lot of familiar faces. Yeah, oh, Mia Goth, okay. who is uh, doesn't have any problem with nudity because this is essentially about it's kind of a spiritual cousin of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. Takes place in the '70s in Texas. What happens is is that a uh, you know a, a trio of of adult film actors are making an adult film, but they want to go on location, so they go to this remote uh, farm. In Texas somewhere where, you know, the guy who is running and he was actually he was the boyfriend in the ring like 20 years ago. But I'm oh, like, really? who the hell is that guy? He looks really Where's familiar. What's he been up to? Yeah. He, nothing. He did that and then he did this. Um, and he is the he is the boyfriend or handler, if you will, of, of Mia Goss character, who's the uh, the main porn actress, if you will. It also has uh, Brittany Snow in it, who was in that show American Dreams and Pitch Perfect. You know the oh. girl I'm talking about, the blonde. I was like, whoa, yeah. oh. lots of nudity in this film, including her. Not bad, uh, but anyway, they go off to make this porn, and it turns out the couple that runs the farm are extremely old, but they're extremely old and homicidal. Uh, oh, okay. Thus, that's the horror part. Um, I thought April thought this was trash. I was like, I want to see the prequel now because there's a prequel, oh, called Pearl, about, right? Yeah, Pearl, which is about the the elder, you know, the super elderly wife. Back in the 1920s oh. or something, when she was young, when she was also a homicidal maniac. So that one's not streaming, it's on rental. I might have to maybe rent it. With- <laughs> April's not around because I it's your secret like, shame. You can't see like, I watched this. She was like, This was trash, but I thought I, you know, enjoying Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I've only seen the one time. Um, I, I kind of dug it. So um, yeah, I thought that was more, you know, the way for the Mayfair Witches, we just watched it. Um and, and I enjoyed it, but it's a series and I like I, you know, sometimes I like to talk about movies more. So this is cool. It's on uh, Showtime, which you can get to through Paramount Plus. Hmm.
1: Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I've heard I, about I that. It. And I and I couldn't remember if Pearl was the so is first, then Pearl is the prequel. Yeah. And so yeah. exactly. Okay. Yeah, I heard but they're I making another cool. I'm gonna heard they're gonna make another movie too, which is like, I,
0: yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but again it was a horror movie, it was graphic, but there was nudity in it. And Todd, you and I both know boobs. Hey. You know Every, what? They're they're exceedingly less everybody uh, likes them. Frequently <laughs> seen these days, though, it seems like. I know. Well, this is yeah. why I kinda thought of that deal out. So anyway, that's me. So what what do you got?
1: Oh, yeah. So uh watched uh, everything, everywhere, all at once uh, with mm-hmm. the family. Uh, mm-hmm. You had seen us already, but it has been mm-hmm. on my list to see because it's getting buzz for Michelle Yeoh with Oscar buzz. And so I'm like, I've got to see this movie to see really, because this movie I've heard people loved it. It's their favorite movie of the year. I've heard other people say, eh, they didn't like it. So um, this movie is a multiverse movie. Um, Michelle Yeoh and, and she's married to uh, can't remember his real name, but short round. Um, K, K, K yeah, Huck, K. Huck Young or something like that. Uh, yeah, was and then uh, there's uh, James Hung is the grandfather who's in everything. He's an yeah Minnesota native. Yep, and then they have a daughter, and so essentially, um, it's layered around this this uh, Asian this, this Chinese family in America. It's kind of uh, a mirrored on their real life, but the fact is, you find out, and whether it's true true or not. Uh, is the fact that there's a multiverse of these same people. Great. And you can inhabit another reality of yourself, and you can see a stream of where you made choices, and they produced another version of yourself in another universe. There's um, all the sl- sliding doors, but a little bit more elaborate and fantasy-based, yeah. Absolutely. And then you see that there is a uh, ultimate evil that I won't give it away if you have not seen this movie, but essentially it comes down to that confrontation where it leads Mm -hmm. Um, along the way, this movie has just crazy visuals, crazy uh, filmmaking ideas and their approaches are definitely different. Although I will say the way you can get special abilities and inhabit the other person is pretty funny, pretty made me laugh. There was one scene specifically with a certain award um, if you remember that, Charlie, a major award, <laughs> a major award that you had had to earn is all I'll say. Um, and um, that was clever, and that was interesting. And Jamie Lee Curtis, really great role for her doing something—you know, not choosing not to be attractive, choosing to not look good, uh, and embracing it. Uh, I'll give her kudos. This movie, right. I really loved the emotional core of it. I think it struggled with its style over substance, mm-hmm. where. It, 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 it and that, but we, but we did have a great conversation after this movie and kind of saying, well, what did you think? And we, we came to like, like different things about this. And the discussion about this movie, I think, was more fun than actually mm-hmm. watching the movie ever itself. So, you know, when you've got a 17 year old kid who's, who's growing and, and, and becoming an adult, you, you start hearing his thought process like, wow, that's pretty intelligent. I didn't come away from that perspective. So it was, I think it's, it's well awesome. worth watching. But for me, um yeah it didn't it wouldn't be in my top movies of 2022
0: so yeah i i I don't remember being blown away by it i know you were very excited to watch it there's a lot of great buzz around it but yeah it didn't i i i i barely remember much about it you know what i mean so but you know what? if it's the the beauty of entertainment of all kinds is that it's going to speak to different people in different ways it's going to people are going to walk away with different stuff and that's What's great about it, and that's what we try to celebrate here, you know, Absolutely. simply, simply Absolutely. presenting things, and we're going to do quite a bit of that, uh, obviously, in the back half of the show, um, as things that we enjoy, but there there are endless other options out there uh, for people to enjoy. We live in this embarrassment of which. Embarrassment of witches, witches. Yeah. Oh my God! You just uh, saw a TV show with lots of witches, Charlie. You so bet. And you i you It's true. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was embarrassment, but I bet they'll get there. The uh, witches, of the, the,
1: it's a witchesance
0: You know, it's all. It's yeah. all happening. Um, so much witchery. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, I, I find that I find that to be very exciting. I think that that's pretty uh, great.
1: I, and I'm not sure when it's going to be on streaming. As of right now, um, I actually purchased the film because it was like ten bucks. I was, it was. I, it I, was
0: that made with me with with Clerks Three. Which have you have you watched well, it? Yet? You well, I absolutely. Bought the, watch I bought.
1: It. The, I actually bought the like the 4K Ultra Blu-ray uh, with digital and DVD because yeah, Blu-ray it, disc it for 10 bucks. Like, I got a yeah, digital right. code. I can give somebody the disc if they really want it and they can watch right. it, but um yeah, cuz I've got a 4K player and I'm like, hey, I've got a 4K yeah. TV, why not? I know. So yeah. 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 Yeah, so um, oh, it, was, it was. Yeah, so nice. I'm glad I, I was getting it because when you rent a movie, I think it was anywhere from five bucks, so ten bucks. more. Yeah, then, I mean,
0: like I said, that's why I snagged Clerks. It was like oh, five bucks to watch it or eight bucks to own it. And I'm like, you know, I had the other movie, and then I went back and got the middle one, and this, so and I have all three of them, and you know, so what the hell? I always enjoyed Clerks, even though we talked about it, and it was like, oh. but anyway,
1: yes. Uh, so I've got a surprise for Charlie. So I put something in the doc about what I was going to talk about because I didn't want to tip him off. So Charlie. I finished Andor.
0: Oh, my God. Here we go. Buckle up, America and the world.
1: So it's funny because Andor, it's like a tale of two shows for me. Uh, Through episode six and watching through episode six, I didn't like the show. I, I thought it was boring, bloated, and very much none of the characters I liked. I didn't right. find an inn with it. Right, any characters, right, so. right, right. I can see that. Uh 7 through 12
0: I absolutely loved. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and it had a finale that that really blew the doors off. Fuck the empire, which is the bit that they changed that that Marvis says at the end. You yes. know. Yeah, it yeah. just it, it you're right, it was it was the ultimate struggle. So, question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that episode 7 through 12 Will set the tone for a strong season
1: two. Oh, I have. Or, they, so- or, or are they gonna blow it? <laughs> uh, well, the worst thing they could do is say, here's new characters, and we're gonna spend a lot of time on things ultimately that I felt didn't pay off. I right. felt like they were fine, but I think the show could have started on episode seven and it would have been more effective right. because it's like, hey, why is this guy getting arrested? Why is all this bad stuff happening? In in the Empire. Why is it all you know where these people are essentially on a pleasure planet and they get arrested and they have a seven six year sentence now? It's right. crazy. And then you had you could have you could have started there and you didn't have to give me six episodes to say how who these characters were because ultimately a lot of that stuff didn't really pay off. It wasn't great world building to me. Right. It just kind of said it introduced the characters and said like that. But did I have right. to know Cassian grew up on a planet that was in the wild and he lost his sister that way? They could right. show me like that as a 10 minute um, they, they uh, could, they flashback could have, or something.
0: They could have collapsed down most of those first episodes yes. into 30 total minutes of tiny vignettes here and there. So it could have been, I lived on this planet, but I was really from here and this lady and her husband rescued me and they raised me and blah, blah, blah. And then I got away because I was trying to find my sister and that tipped off the local security. And then the empire got involved and, da, 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 and then I got caught. And then I
1: got, yes. I did this job so I could get money Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of the things like you would say, well, no, you have to show them. Like, no, they don't, because they could have talked about this this robbery that happened on this planet, and they go, okay, that must mean something. You could and you could find back through things. Oh, because Cassian was involved. We didn't know that. And then why are people after Cassian? Why is he important? And what does this have to do? And who is this Marvel lady? And why? All of that stuff, I didn't need six hours of to tell me that because I'm an intelligent person and I can pick up story beats and background and get me there. So I thought, like I said, I really thought they did. I thought there was so much drama. It reminds me of like Game of Thrones. That's where Game of Thrones, like that felt like Game of Thrones. It was riveting TV. I didn't know what was going to happen next. For six episodes, I just felt was bloated and wasn't good good TV. It wasn't great writing, didn't have great character development. It was just telling this is who the people are. Great. game of drama oh my god well i'm i'm glad that uh, you
0: stepped out on a ledge uh, obviously, um, I, I mean, I didn't ever think that it would be something that clicked with you. I can't totally disagree that the first half of it was wasted. But like I said, maybe they learned a lesson that had taken us into season two. We're going to see something that's absolutely oh, I hope so. And right. I hope
1: they don't spend like the first six episodes saying, well, this is what happened over the last four years. Because we're picking right. up like they don't need to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't disagree. Well, good. All right. Well, that takes us out of the geeky
0: easy, Todd time for uh getting that air quantus app out we're getting down to the land down under it's time for i almost we'll need the music the friendies the best of 2022 seventh annual let's go for it a-
1: seventh annual one- friendies
0: Award for- outstanding a-
1: Thank you, Tina. And thank you for that wonderful theme song. This is the Friendies. Charlie, we are in Friendies year seven. Woo! I love it. Excellent. Stuff. Yes, yes. So this is our annual best of. Now, we could say favorites, whatever, but it's what we view as our favorite things of the year. We don't always agree, and that's fine. Secret Friends doesn't have just one thing uh, we don't agree with. We just have our own separate lists, and we share with you all. Um, we start, though, with our stories of the year. So I'll go through these very quickly. Once we've finished talking about these stories, we'll say which one of ours was our favorite or most important stories of the year. So we had the HBO Max and CW Chaos, I call it The Culling. Uh, We had the Joker sequel news, which adds Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. New DC leadership, uh, versus The Rock. <laughs> uh, Bob Disney versus Bob Disney. No Star Wars movies. Parks mismanagement and Disney plus profit issues. Daredevil is back in the MCU. Joe Quesada leaves Marvel. Um, San Diego Comic Con and the big cons actually return, including celebration, Star Wars Celebrations, the Star Trek uh, big event there, D23 and your Comic Con. Kevin Conroy passes away. And long-delayed sequels win the box office, including Top Gun and Avatar.
0: Ooh, that is tough because I could probably pick out three that I think yeah. are massive. Big cons were, were important to me because we went to Mission Chicago for Star Trek. Um, you know, the DC leadership shakeup um, was was pivotal and obviously uh, with James Gunn stepping in. But I'm going to have to go with long-delayed sing- sequels win the box office. Top Gun, uh, Maverick, as we've talked about many, many times – absolutely blew all of us away with its success. Billion dollars in the box office, touching all four quadrants as we, you know, but consensually, of course, <laughs> um, and all that. I, I think that that was the biggest surprise of the year. So yeah, I'm going to go with that. Avatar, we we had our debates over that. I didn't want it to be successful because I hate James, James Cameron because I think he's a jerk. But you know what? He delivered the goods with something that you had not seen since, even though it had been almost 15 years. So usually these long delayed sequels are a total fart in church. They never amount to much at all, but these two really did. And I think that that really impressed me. So that's what I'm going to go with.
1: Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of touch points to your point, Charlie, we've always talked about delayed sequels rarely do well. So this year, the fact Mm -hmm. that those were basically the top two big movies of the year, that's, that's pretty impressive. And, you know, probably says a lot more to do with the personalities making them than it does the actual content of the movies themselves. I was going to um, say,
0: but James Cameron doesn't have any personality, Ted. What are you talking
1: about? Come on, Charlie. I was you. He co-wrote Rambo Part 2. Come on. Who knew? Look, you know what? Anything with a Frank Stallone song is going to win my heart, so okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I think I'm in the same boat. I mean, obviously, I think the 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 the, the two big stories that are going to have a, a big impact on what's going to happen is obviously Bob Iger coming back, which nobody expected, right. which, you know, setting that Disney ship on Back on track, which is more about, I think, other things than just the movies. Um, right. But for me, um, I think it's really the fact that hopefully DC has finally figured it out. Right. And we'll finally have a plan and creative guidance from the top versus in the past where it's been <sighs> – you know, Russian roulette. Essentially, right. is it going to be? Is it going to be <laughs> a Birds of Prey? Is it going to be right. a Joker? Is it going to be the? Is it us? The Suicide Squad or Suicide? I can't remember which one. The there one were two d- two films. Who did, oh, that was that was. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah, I don't so know. you never know what you're going to get with DC, and it's like yeah, right. it's totally unco- incohesive. And then you get this last minute weird like the Rock is trying to subvert. It's like he's going up the elevator like in a rock film into the studio <laughs> of WB and saying, "Hey, just, gonna- it was skyscraper," and he but he had both legs. Exactly. I'm going. I'm going to reenact skyscraper, but I'm going to be re we re- redo the hierarchy of the DC cinematic universe. So I really hope this is right. James Gunn apparently has just written a new. T- TV series for DC, which after Peacemaker, that makes me very excited. But right. yeah, and apparently we're going to hear more about what they're actually planning to do. So I'm very excited because I want DC to do well. Um, it shouldn't yes. be, I hope DC does horrible because I only like Marvel. I hope everybody does well. In
0: that <laughs> realm. And there's room enough for everybody. Oh my goodness. Well, Todd, now it's time for the main event. Now, how do we want to do this? Are we gonna yeah, go we're going to go once we'll a go
1: we'll, go we'll go back and forth. We'll start from the bottom to the top. So we'll start with five and then go four, three, two, one. So, um, and then we're going to do. Okay. So these are the categories within movies. So I added a new category, um, uh, which was so basically we have our top five. So that's just top five uh, mm-hmm. new movies. And then we have. What's new to you, favorite? So basically, if we found a movie from the past we'd never seen before, we loved it. Hey, let's talk about it. Let's add to the list. Why not? It was it, it was not the Wicker Man that was exactly. <laughs> and then biggest disappointment. So that's kind of what we're gonna manage movies. So um, let me bring up my list, Charlie. And if you want to start okay. with your number five for the top you five, got,
0: I didn't really rank them that way. I, I picked five films. Okay, that's um, fine. You know what? I just you know for for the sake of time, I'll just blast through and give you my five. You can do the same. Um, my five for and it, it's just, it's staggering to me because there are no real genre films in here. There's no Marvel. There's no DC. There's no well, the no Star Wars, Star Trek. Um, I chose Elvis, which I found oh, to be exceptional. Okay. Black Phone. Don't worry, darling. Gaslighting the movie, as Todd calls it, the Fablemans, which was the story of uh, the, the the story of Steven Spielberg's life, I thought was an emotional beauty, and I loved the menu. So those, those were my favorites. Very good. No, no genre films. I I, I kind of you know took a step outside. So yeah.
1: What about you? What are your five? Okay, I'll go from the bottom to the top. Um, okay. Yeah, and and I, I do want to give a shout out to um one movie that uh, I I really was it, it's just more of more of my, my dark horse i'm like this is you know should be higher up for me but um i i really enjoyed um <laughs> you're gonna love this charlie the unbearable weight of massive talent i just <laughs> thought that, that was just a surprise
0: yeah I, I I don't, I, don't,
1: yeah I don't disagree i don't disagree okay so that's just my my dark horse i'm glad it happened it made me very happy like what's it nicholas cage on fire got a lot yeah um, on fire. so top uh, top five five Going forward, Chippendale Rescue Ranch. This movie made me so happy. This should have been a theatrical release, but it came to Disney Plus. It was yeah. so good, Charlie. If you've not seen it yet, you gotta love it because there's so I many mean, little Easter eggs. It's I like, guess I got it, to. Yes, it's it's just it's really witty, and we know Andy is in it, and so is what's his name, um, <laughs> uh, John uh, Mulaney is also. Oh, in it. like oh okay. Yeah, Too much great. tuna. Oh my yeah, goodness. Exactly. Uh, then number four, pray. Came out of nowhere, blew me away. Oh, yeah. It might be the best Predator film. I don't know. I don't want to argue with people, but I thought it was fantastic. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, number three, Black Phone. Oh, yeah. Big surprise. Great year for horror this year and this movie. Um, and I think people should see this movie because it's not really a horror film. It's a thriller. Right. It's not really horrific, I would say. It's it's horrific if you have children at getting lost, but yeah, um, loved it. Number two, The Menu, Charlie. So totally oh, agree. Yeah. Big Great time. movie. Blew me away. I love that cast. They're fantastic. Um, yeah. And then number one, I, I diverted. I did to pick a genre and film. The Batman. Absolutely oh, loved it. okay. Yeah. I, mean, I,
0: I, I suppose I should watch it again because it was sleepy. It was a bad night for me. I guess I slept through part of it. But I, I, I didn't find it as engaging as others. But I know that it it went in such a different direction. And there's
1: value in that. I like that. Yeah. It was. It I And I saw it in a horrible theater. So I need to see it right. again and actually get there. Even with that. This movie riveted me, blew me away, and made me once again feel like, man, every time they make a Batman film, I feel like they're doing something special, which I don't think every franchise does. So I I hope Marvel will do something like this in the future. Yeah. Epically special. All right. New to
0: me favorite. I picked one, and I had to double-check the dates because I'm like, this was one of those, and it was from late last year. I'm like, got to see it. Got to see it. Last Night in Soho blew it. me away you too me too oh my gosh what a great movie one of the few that i actually digitally purchased the album because i love the music so mm-hmm. much and i started making playlists of all of this you know uh british you know that brit beat that uh that uh, mods you know kind of mod london mod music oh my god it was fantastic and it's with the in you know in comparable Anya Taylor-Joy who Todd we both love so very much yes. uh, and with a great twist at the end Emma Peel uh, played uh, oh, an, yeah. an elderly woman and the connection between her and Anya Taylor-Joy I'm not going to say but if you haven't seen this movie you gotta go see this movie it's a gem came out fall of fall of 2021 uh, or or later in the year but it was one of those like we gotta go see it we gotta go see it and it just didn't end up materializing but glad to have finally seen it at home because I believe it's on HBO uh, Max if I'm not mistaken I think.
1: Yes, yes. It's out there somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, it's great. Yeah, totally. I think I saw it first and I said, Charlie, you should watch this. The music is phenomenal. It's like the music tells part of the story. Edgar Wright is fantastic. and I can't wait to see what he does next because Baby Driver was fantastic. Right, true, true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, my biggest dumper, and again, when we're getting into the summer movie (laughs) wager, I'm like,
1: can I guess? I
0: was going to say, this is going to be the movie the summer. It's going to be a game changer. Go for it. Is it Morbin time? Is it what? Morbin time. Morbin time.
1: Well, Morbius
0: no, God, no. No, that's no. That's not your biggest disappointment? That was No, because I expected it to be a piece of shit. Oh, uh, okay. This was my – and it was funny because April was helping me with this list uh, early this week when I was in a hotel because we were going back and forth. I'm like, help me with this list because I just can't remember. Oh, so you took it for like you were excited to see it. Exactly. It was like the worst the, the, movie, yeah, but Yeah, that's what I called a, a disappointment. Okay. Okay. No, my okay. biggest disappointment that I'm like, this is going to be a summer movie. It's going to change things around. I know you're Th- say things that. Things have Thor- been Thor- slow. For
1: Thor- 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 Love and, and
0: Thunder. Exactly. It was yeah. the thing that I was hoping was going to change around the the post-Endgame slump uh, for Marvel, and it did not. It, I, it really disappointed me. It was, yeah. it was a little too quippy, a little too jokey. Uh, I didn't like how the Guardians of the Galaxy got kind of used and thrown away. That was a bummer for me. And then, uh, you know, getting to them going to Olympus and seeing all the other gods. Everything was just a gag in this movie and it annoyed mm-hmm. the shit out of me. I didn't like it at all.
1: Yeah, I think that formula is definitely worn out its welcome. So yeah. I, I, in a way, I agree with you. I think that was disappointing because <coughs> Thor is my favorite. and I thought they turned a corner with Ragnarok, and then we right. got that. I'm like, oh, they went too far in. And it almost exactly. felt like they were just like, hmm. We we were we kind of killed the emotion uh, of the the whole thing with with um uh, with Jane Foster. So right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, oh, what about you? So, that gives me a different focus then because I'm like, hmm, hmm. But you know what? I'm just going to lay on the line. I'm, I'm just picking like the movie I thought was the worst um, yeah, rather than okay. disappointment. Halloween ends.
0: Holy oh, good time. How big, big time.
1: Am- I mean, yeah. I have not seen a movie start like a franchise start so strong. And then I thought they were going to fix this movie, Charlie. It, after it, two.
0: it wasn't even a roller coaster. It was a straight 90 degree dive. Like uh, like in the Polar Express, when that train is going down the ice cliff, that that's what that's what this. Oh, you I would say you have a kid. Your son is the same age as my son. So that's how I overwatch so much. Plus, it's on our Christmas list now. But um, yeah, there's a scene where the Polar Express, which the whole purpose of the film was they're going to the North Pole, runs into a mountain where they're going straight down. That Mm -hmm. was this. This was this Halloween 2018 trilogy. Super strong start. Middle part was dog shit. And this was what's below dog shit. Cat shit, Horse shit? I don't,
1: know. I don't know. human shit, Charlie. <laughs> right. this, this this was Bill straight up. To find a, a dookie on the ground.
0: This was a straight up your toilet clogged human shit movie. There you go.
1: Yeah, wow. I'm with you. We're, we're earning our explicit this week. Yeah, Big I'm time. sure people are, are enjoy hearing that phrase. I hope um, so. Straight yeah. up,
0: it was straight up poopy.
1: It was Thank like you. like enough, Nancy
0: Nancy Pelosi <laughs> said it's the poo poo. <laughs> No,
1: thank you. Stop. <laughs> People might be eating. <laughs> yes. I hope not. Yes. Okay. Uh, we we promise you, folks. We won't be talking about uh, no more feces, no, no more poop anymore, yes, no more yes, poop yes, talk. We're done. Yes, yes, please. Oh boy. Um. And you want to go on Patreon? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, okay. Hey, p- yeah, people know what they're getting for. All right, moving on. Okay. Uh, so we're getting to yes. TV. Same situation here but we have I've added a different uh one which is favorite new to you and then favorite ongoing. So cuz we there's a lot of shows that they don't end after one season, obviously, and they keep going. So, like, I think we should reward those shows that we shows that are so show, good time. supposed to shows are supposed to keep going. Uh, uh, yeah, oh my God. Then, uh, favorite new to you. So, so maybe a show you discovered that you'd never
0: seen before. Yes, and I actually found one, and I had to thankfully by reviewing our our flow docs, I was able to be like, oh yeah, I really did like that because things just get forgotten. All right, here's my five. They're kind of in a top down, but I'll go backwards. So werewolf by night, a one shot by Marvel. The first one that they did. Uh, the second one being the guardians of the galaxy Christmas special, which I think both of us were kind of eh about, but werewolf by night really nailed it. Totally dug that. Uh, number four, uh, would be the house and the dragon, the hot D. Todd's hot, Todd's hot D. Um, loved it, dug it. Uh, but for the fact that fantasy is not my thing, but this really created a self-contained story that I think was super easy to get on board with, with a lot of the, a lot of the drama. I can't believe I didn't throw Yellowstone in here. I guess I didn't want to hear Todd tear that.
1: Is that new though? That. That's, that, that's, that's new to you. No, but the, Yellowstone uh, didn't debut this year.
0: But like 1883 and 1923, those but but I didn't really think about that. I kind of stuck in the genre world. Number three would be She-Hulk, fun, Mm -hmm. wall breaking, kept me smiling. You know, again, the first episode was not the greatest, but the rest of it was kind of gold. Uh, Early in the year, we had Peacemaker. Oh, my God. John Cena, who I never knew at all until he started seeing him as an action, you know, uh, you know, an action guy with no neck and, you know, the. What do we see him in? The Fast and the Furious and a
1: bunch of I those. He was like Firehouse Dogs, which was one of those really bad. Like, yeah, exactly. But it, movies, yeah,
0: but, but in good. this he was he was gold. He was he was totally oh, awesome. Yeah. And then number one is super easy. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. They didn't miss a beat. It was great. Uh, I love Anson Mount as Captain Pike. Nailed it for me. Definitely number one of the year. Very very
1: good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll start with mine. Peacemaker. That's my number five. Like everything you said, Charlie. It's yep. great. Once again, taking something that was so-so, it, it kind of came back with The Suicide Squad, taking a character of Peacemaker, which we thought died in that movie, and then came back and just did something totally crap crazy and was just great. Just totally, mm-hmm. can't wait to see what they do. Um, and obviously the guy that's behind that is now in charge of DC, so who knew? Um, who knew? Yeah, then uh, going to number four, Strange New Worlds, um, one of the best uh, first seasons of a tv series i've seen um and especially making it a, the best entry point for star trek you could hope for true 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 yes yeah it's great uh number three werewolf by night to your point charlie it's kind of a one-off so it's a i don't know where this goes with this series but it's the format and the way it was done i can't wait to see more it's funny because michael giacchino who's known as a music maker or music composer right uh, for lights was behind this and he actually he's got his next film gonna be called and it's it's that movie um them which is that 50s movie with the radioactive ants so oh, he's essentially oh my God. Make That's awesome. from that lens so it's great for him so absolutely hope we see more of these from marvel uh then you talked about house the dragons didn't think they could do it again and did a prequel in the right way which is it, far in the past and gives us new characters we've never heard from before. Again. Yeah, yeah they just made every episode, I, I, what's going to happen next? Who's going to lose an eye? Right. Ouch! <laughs> exactly. of my eyes! Exactly. Um, and then, uh, number one, The Sandman. Um, I know this wasn't for you, but Jonathan, John Sear and I both absolutely love the show. Nice. I am a big I fan of the it. comic series, and I didn't think they could make this work, and they absolutely did, and they made one of my favorite episodes of television of all time. So... um yeah, Making it's great. it work.
0: Nice, good, good deal. Job. Good All job. Right.
1: That's a DC show
0: on Netflix. So who knew? Not, not, not believable. Yeah. Not unbelievable. Uh, favorite ongoing show, good category. Uh, Todd, uh, hopefully this won't trigger. If you have uh, more way. than one, that's fine with me. Uh, no, you know we'll, we'll st- for, for time's sake, we'll stick with one. Uh, hopefully this won't trigger Todd. Star Trek Lower Decks, season three was the most fun. And again, this is a weird show that I had a strange relationship with. I enjoyed it. I got kind of swayed away from it. And then I started working with Kay and she kind of pulled me back to it. Uh, so she, Peter, and I over on Code 47, really enjoyed breaking down this 10-episode season bit by bit. A lot of fun in a lot of ways accessible. There's a lot of inside baseball, but it's still fun without it. Um, So anyway, good stuff. But, Todd, I won't tell you to watch it because I'm not going down that road again. <laughs> not for me. That's
1: okay. Love what you love. Um, yes, indeed. What you uh, got? For me, this would be a series that ended this year, and that's The Expanse. Season Ooh, yes. five finale. A short season I think it wasn't it wasn't a perfect season because I felt it should have been longer because I felt it was very rushed. They left a plot hmm. line kind of hang, and I'm like, what, what did that have to do with anything? Because it was introduced, and then it's like wasn't resolved. And I'm like, I don't know what to take with that. Um, so I think in a way that was probably maybe they didn't know they were not going to get a chance to make another season. I don't know. But talk about an original series I had never heard of, didn't read the books. And was just blown away by it. Uh, the Expanse is one of my favorite series of all time now. Um, absolutely loved it. So um, it's complete, and that's the best thing you can hope for. Canceled by sci fi and brought back by Amazon.
0: That's what I, I loved a complete series in the Battlestar. You know, Ron Morris' Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. was complete for me, even though they, they squeezed off some sequels out of it but the story itself was it had an endpoint that I was always very satisfied with though that 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 in itself is a controversial opinion so mm-hmm. again love what you love if it spoke to you so nice favorite new to me uh and again I was probably two or three years off of this which probably
1: shit. is the Yellowstone cinematic universe Charlie if we, we all how are how did you say.
0: know no it's Shits Creek oh, shits Creek yeah. watch this year finally. I okay. had to go back and I had to, like, well, what was I watching? Oh my God, we, we were just totally crazy about it. It was three or four seasons that are all on Netflix. I don't, I don't, I can't remember if it was a Netflix original. Was no, it? it was a Canadian original YTV ah, or something. Canadians, like that. what? Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. But yeah, this was uh, kind of Eugene Levy and family, kind of a him and uh, uh, what the hell is her name?
1: Catherine, what? What Catherine? What's woman's Catherine... name? Catherine. Oh. Not Han,
0: uh, Catherine. Not Catherine Han.
1: No, from SCTV fame. Yes. Well, that's I what, what I was going to say.
0: Yeah. This was SCTV, plus it was Eugene Levy's son, uh, Dan, uh, daughter. and then- yeah. It, yeah, 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 exactly. So this was fun. This was this was about a very privileged family that were tax cheats. They had to sell off everything that they owned, except they own this little podunk town called Schitt's Creek. Uh, and then they had to move there and live in a hotel. And it's about how they rebuild their lives and really discover themselves throughout it. So it was, what a fun and very endearing series. And it was just, it was a fun ride. And it was very, it was very sad when it ended.
1: Oh, Charlie, you'll love this. So, um, it actually, Shit's Creek was made, was released, it was done in um, in Canada, but then brought to the US on the TV Guide channel, which became the Pop TV. And then it moved to Netflix.
0: So I don't understand anything of what you said in the middle between Canada and Netflix. The rest of it just doesn't exist.
1: <laughs> all I heard was Pop TV. Pop
0: That's all TV. I heard.
1: Holy crap. It's like the Paramount <laughs> Network, which was formerly Spike and right. Esquire. Which is like the that.
0: only thing they have is, right back again, Yellowstone. <laughs> Apparently, I've got it on uh, oh.
1: I'm like, I've got this channel? Of course I, I do.
0: You're going to have to watch the show someday, I'm telling you. We're, we're going to have to get a Tada show a, a, after watching the first episode of Yellowstone. That is worth a Patreon segment.
1: Tada show, Yellowstone. That's a good idea. That might be good content right there, Charlie. It's just, right. I'm forced to do it because of the greater good. Right.
0: Exactly. Like I watch this and I'm like,
1: Oh God, I don't want to, but all right. What what do you got? Um, you know, it's a tie. So I hate to do this, but really, um, <sighs> Come on, so tie. one would be one I watched earlier when I was moving and I needed something I heard about the show and it's called American Vandal. I think I've talked about this. There's two seasons, this show riveted me. It's like true crime podcast with just ridiculous sense of humor. It's great. It's about these vandalism things that happen in a high school and essentially these kids make a a true crime podcast and they try to figure out who did the crime. It's so well done, so fun. Um it just I just couldn't stop watching. I absolutely loved it. So it's if you want something different but really good and each each season is a separate crime so it's not like you have to have 18 seasons of it there's only two seasons and they stopped making the show so it's great it's on netflix check it out and then the other one is superstore um i love a comedy and this one is so warm-hearted but it's got really good cast of characters Uh, it's about people that work at a a pseudo walmart type of store kind of a target Yeah, yeah 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 but they sell different like things that aren't necessarily in a Walmart either. So I don't know, maybe it's a Canadian store. I don't know. Uh, But great show. Uh, We are, and it's one of the few shows that my wife just can't get enough of. So we watch it together and we're on season four. It goes to season six. So kind of like, Oh, we're almost getting there. So yeah, it's great. It just takes an arc. It's great. Love it.
0: Nice, nice, nice. All right, well, let's pick up the pace here. Uh, My biggest disappointment. And again, framing this in so much that it's something that I wanted to be great that I was very excited about that ended up being a steaming pile that would be as previously discussed the book of boba fett <laughs> you know what i mean you you, yep. you you took you took a character that was not strong enough to stand on their own uh you never really resolved what his motivation was for the things that he did. He got a great setup at the end of Mando season two, where he blows away Bib Fortuna and takes over Jabba's empire. And then it turned into a year of, and then what? And then that's what we got in December of last year, stretching into the first part of this year. Uh, and the show was so weak, it had to be capped off by being starred by uh, be, being taken over by another character. Lame as shit. Learn a lesson. Disney, give us real stories, please.
1: You didn't want to see Boba Fett be a bad manager and make bad decisions constantly. <laughs>
0: like they, ha- like they have in Star Trek, a bad Admiral or a bad Merle. If he Michael was Scott Mar- was a
1: Star Wars yeah, character, right, he would oh be Boba God. Fett.
0: He would be. Absolutely. He would. <laughs> oh like,
1: oh. <laughs> oh, uh, then you have Dwight stuff. as one of the Gamorrean guards. That'd be great. Uh, yeah. No, no um, way. No how. <laughs> yeah. So I, I struggled because there's really two, um, one, is Naomi. Uh, yeah. I wanted that to be good. Cause I think it's a great comic book property. Totally bad. It, it got canceled after a season. So obviously others felt the same way. Just, they couldn't figure out a way to tell a story and it was just really bad. So, ugh. but you know what? Ugh. Halo, Halo, one of the biggest franchise in the world. And that show is so bland. I don't think anybody even remember this thing happened. So it's almost like, I um, mean, I, you know, we watched it and enjoyed it, but again, no frame of reference. You know, yeah. and, and you're right. It didn't exactly light the world on fire, but I, I mean, I didn't think it was It's a- essentially like a bizarro version of Halo, Charlie, because so <laughs> little in this. <laughs> Bad bye. Exactly. So it's a great way of like, if you don't like <laughs> Halo, here's a show for you that's called Halo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: there you go. Uh, was he wearing the outfit backwards, got a helmet on backwards? Kind of,
1: yeah. And, and you know what? It never in the move in the games did Master Chief take off his helmet or show his butt. Never. uh Yeah, there were there there were, they were a, su- a sufficient quantity
0: of butts. Okay. Oh my goodness! All right, moving on. Comics. Uh, you said comics and books and collectibles. I went with comics. Yeah, um, it's kind but- of a potpourri. I- but yeah, I suppose I could come up with something. But I stuck with comics. But this is what I did. I, d- I took a top three, which is really the three things I read. Which I'm terrible. You know, I, I know that we're gonna this, re- we're gonna remedy that, Charlie. We're yeah, we're gonna fix that with the with some upcoming new content. And SFU. we're gonna be talking about comics. But uh, three th- three things I read this year. Uh, and I, 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 I just, I'm ongoing reading this. But there is a new um, Spider Verse series going on with Spider Man, and they always kick it off with the Edge of the Spider Verse little vignettes about other spider totems that exist within the universe and we got some fun ones out. i was sharing them with the group yesterday we had uh peter Spiderman, who was like a dad bod Spiderman man oh, who yeah, lives I in read the, that i'm like Ooh. yeah i mean you know, we had uh, we had a new version of india spider we had a new spider uk who was actually muslim i mean we just had some cool stuff we <laughs> we had a spider buggy that was ascension vehicle like from the movie cars the thing that I watched with my kid when he was young. I mean, they, they really, they went, you know, kind of out for a while and I've read three or four issues. I'm not sure it's all of them, but every one of them ended. And again, this mirrored the way the spider verse was in the past with Madam Web, who is actually Julia Carpenter, who was the the spider woman of the 1980s. The one that in the black costume, who was in the West coast Avengers and from secret wars. Now she's Madam Web um, showing up and saying, we need you for the big fight. And then they jump into a portal and then they move on to the next one. Those were fun, but again, fun little vignettes. And it's, it really, it's a tee up to another Spider Verse series, which through Marvel Unlimited I'll be reading. You know, three months after it comes out, but I'll still be reading it. Um, finally, catching up on the Amazing Spider-Man because again, that's that series that I've read every issue or I've got to. I read the last twenty issues of continuity of volume six or seven. Now, now they're on to a new one, a, a new number one. Forget about legacy numbering, though. They they managed to hit number nine hundred. There's almost. As many episodes of Star Trek as there are issues of The Amazing Spider-Man. Which is kind of nuts, um, but this had to, Ben Riley is the very famous clone of Spider Man from the seventies. Came back in the nineties. Well, in this he he's back again, but he's working for a big corporation as basically corporate Spider Man. He's an <laughs>
1: Spider Man. Does yeah. he file reports and <laughs> he he
0: his TPS reports to do every Tuesday morning? But no, he he takes his orders from a shadowy board, including a a woman with pink hair called Maxine Danger. Which I mean, that would be a dead what? giveaway. I swear swear to God, it, it's very comic-y, but early in this run, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and, and Todd had mentioned this before, they have a fight with the UFOs, and he gets radiation yes. poisoning, and he spends two years in the hospital while Ben Riley is running around doing missions, but all the while he's being programmed and influenced. My goodness, this is too yeah. much Spider-Man for me, Charlie. My I mind's know. My to explode. At the end of it, obviously, Peter Parker takes the mantle back. So anyway, that's the thing I read. Uh, the last one is outside of Marvel. Uh, it would be, and I'll go on to talk a little bit more about what I didn't like in in Biggest Disappointments. But um, back in, I had to look it up like a year, year and a half ago on Code 47, we interviewed the Tipton brothers, who are creators who work for IDW. Yes, the Tipton brothers, right up there with the Thompson twins. Awesome stuff. Um, But no, these guys are big into the Star Trek comics. They did a Mirror Universe Mirror War, which had to do with non-canonical Picard and Riker and basically the TNG crowd and how they hijack a new ship and try to take back the the galaxy and stuff. And I like how they did it. Lots of twists and turns and backstabbing and stuff that you would expect from the, the Mirror Universe from Star Trek. I thought that was pretty cool. Those were three comics I read. Thank you for coming to my Ted talk.
1: <laughs> well, I am <laughs> also bringing three uh, comic books and bringing three collectibles to the table. Um, oh my, Ooh, yes, that, that, yes.
0: that's six. You got it. You got to pair the list down.
1: Um, <laughs> override, overridden. So yeah, uh, very quickly comics. Um, Thor got a thunder. I really enjoyed that. Uh, that was something I missed uh, that obviously led to uh, Thor love and thunder. I really enjoyed the comic book probably more Mm -hmm, than mm -hmm, the actual mm -hmm. movie, but I thought it's a great art, great story, new, new take on Thor that, you know, which is great after all of these years continue to reinvent Thor is fantastic. Um, fantastic four full circle, Charlie, you both both read that. Um, I thought it was a great one shot, beautiful art. The coloring was a little weird to me. There's that pink and the weird hues, which is odd, but a great like classic fantastic four just weird story you would have gotten from like the seventies that would have just been a weird one-off and I'm right. glad that they did it. It wasn't going to set the world on fire and it wasn't meant to be. It was just more of right. a, if I got to tell a, a story in the, that era, that's what Alex Ross wanted to do. That's what right. I wanted to do. And I think he accomplished True. it from what he, what he went after. Um, it's kind of a cool prestige format. I like to see more stories get that treatment in the future. Um, but you know, the one I really enjoyed this year was adventure man. Um, this was a, a, a graphic novel. Uh, Terry Dodson did the art. I think it, well, I can't remember the, the art of the writer, but really wonderful take on new original characters, a unique premise of telling the story, and just so much inventfulness in a beautiful uh, book. And it was a prestige format. So just a wonderful comic. I thought it was great. I think this is a comic that anyone could read and just, just love it because it's not tied to anything. anything. It was Tad's year of prestige. That was great. Just so the, the fact they had so much fun with like kind of these some of these tropes with superheroes and things like that and villains yeah, that it yeah. made me smile because I'm like I just love this. It's so original and so good, but it's also familiar. And the artwork is just beautiful. So it's one of the best looking books I've ever read. To be Beautiferous. honest, is so, great. I, I think he should do more Marvel books, Charlie. You may remember him as he did that cover. It was a Spider-Man book by Kevin Smith with the black wit the black cat on the cover. Oh man, that's a long time ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah beautiful. Okay. Yeah, beautiful. yeah. So that okay. is my uh, top three comic books, but am I getting to my collectibles? I don't really talk about collectibles, but this year I got, um, and I don't do a lot of action figures, but I got things that were kind of cool and not that normal. I got an Elvira action figure and it's cool as hell. I love it. You can change out her head. You can you know, who, give her action. It's wonderful. Change out her boobs. Impressive. Well, yes. If you need to do that, you can probably do it, but it's yes, I just wow. thought she's just an icon and I love her pieces. That would be my number one goal to get, Elvira on our podcast—that would be wonderful. Um, Hell be- yeah! Um, then I got a Gargoyles action figure, um, Goliath, the leader of the Gargoyles. Love that series. And these new action figures—they come out are beautiful. They're just wonderful looking and huge. Was that a was that a was that a Super Seven? I uh, believe so, or it's a yeah. size. I can't remember who made it, but it's wonderful. Yeah, just probably just a super
0: cool set. I have on pre-order a set of TNG super sevens and they're not cheap. Um, but I but I plunked down the bucks because they're doing a Riker data, Locutus, Picard, and then Guinan. and they're just like all these accessories and all this different yeah. shit. So I'm fired. Well, this up is like
1: that. a $35. So it's not high end, but it's still beautiful but it, and it, But it's, it's on the way, yeah. It's absolutely wonderful and doesn't have like so many joints and looks. Like, it's very statuesque. So I love that. Um, And then the number one thing which I need to build is, and I may do this as a kind of an unboxing building, is Mm. the Thor Lego Hammer. Oh wow! Well, um, okay,
0: I yeah. got the Infinity Gauntlet for my kids for Christmas. Same thing. Maybe I should have April
1: shoot my frustration trying to build a Lego. That's a, that's a up for time lapse, Charlie. Right there. Yeah, put yeah, the camera right. there, time lapse it, and come back. But yeah, I, I I love this. It's so awesome. I already have. Um, I I, it's going to go in the collectible case once I actually build it, and that'll be something I call Logan. So nice. um, yeah, it's just great. Um, so yeah, that is my collectibles or potpourri this year.
0: Very exciting. All right. Biggest disappointment. And then we will wrap this up Uh, was, again, not reading a ton of comics. um, But my biggest disappointment was back in the Star Trek world. Uh, IDW uh, Publishing took on a uh, Star Trek Picard Stargazer, which was set after season two. So essentially what follows what we've seen Um, really poorly animated, did not care for the art style. And the thing that drove me nuts is the storyline just basically flew against established canon which made no sense you know th- because in uh, in the first season of star The next generation we meet the romulans after a break of of almost a century and this storyline which went 30 years back had the romulans in it that doesn't work um, but it worked for the purpose of their story and you could order to, you, you could you know rationalize that a lot of different ways, but it wasn't a great story. The art was ugly, and that that really threw me off of it. And then secondly, uh, there is a series right now in support of a game called Resurgence, which is coming out pretty damn oh, yeah. soon. Um, really, you know, it, it's introducing new characters with the exception of a smattering of a couple and i just don't give a shit about any of them so while i am still reading because i'm like well i read two issues i guess i might as well finish it and because i subscribed to the series i just don't i just don't care you know i'm, I'm just not impressed and again bad art release really, you know I, I i'm a stickler for things like you know when you're drawing real people that should look like real people the clothing should look real and they just don't pull that off for me so i'm kind of mm-hmm. bummed out wrong artist then Yeah, wrong artist. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the story is awful, but it's just
1: not super interesting. Wow. We wow. Well, take that, Star Trek. Get better. Get it. Do it. Do better, Star Trek. Do better. Yeah. Uh, So my disappointment, and it's not from this year, but it's uh, it's got to be the ongoing X-Men Krakoa storyline, which led me me to the the uh, Hellfire Gala, which was a cool concept. But man, oh, man. The fact is it's like 85 books and it was essentially retelling the, the health gala where a murder happens from a million perspectives. There's just too many characters, just too many books and it just needs to get right sized because I don't know what a good X-Men book is anymore because there's so damn many and they keep right. introducing them. So I'm like, there needs to be some traction to people maybe who are lapsed or in to say, this right. is the X-Men book to read. If you like yeah. other weird characters, read these other ones. But yeah. I, yeah. I so
0: you say you need you need something that streamlined a, an entry point to get back, to, to jump back on the, you need an on-ramp to get back on that freeway is what you're saying.
1: Absolutely. So I'm hoping this is the year they reset the pieces to say, yeah, Krakoa is great, got us to this, but we're going to go someplace new. X-Men's been right. pretty good over the years and doing that with just like resets. Um, mm-hmm. But it's time for a reset. Right. A reset of a reset. Well, holy cow, that is it. The year has
0: ended uh, and we're off into 2023, which we have talked about our hopes and dreams and excitement uh, of what will come beyond. So with that, Todd,
1: where do people find you out there on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Having a good time uh, getting nerdy. It's, Playoff season for NFL, so I'm hoping the Vikings can actually win. Uh, they Vikes, won today, Vikes, Vikes. really good. So get excited yeah, they, there, Just, and then uh, they did win today. So, so yeah, we're going to the playoffs. Uh, yeah. We we'll beat the Bears, um, and then. Bears. Um, Yeah. So just talking with people on Twitter, engaging, reaching out for guests for 2023, for SFU and other podcasts. Always. Can't wait for that to happen. And then um, I'm also on Hive. So if Hive actually happens, we'll see if it does. I'm at Todd of War.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think I I signed up for that, too, but I won't tell you that I've been back to it. So so what what about 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 what about the uh, Lions that they lose today? Uh, they're they playing out? right
1: now with the Packers. Ooh. And I, I, I oh, wouldn't lie if I didn't have the score in the background. Uh, Packers are leading right now. So oh, that is Oh, son it. of a bitch! Yeah. Oh, so, that's okay. So tune in on the next episode to find out if they won or lost. Yeah, right,
0: exactly. Uh, you can find me over on Twitter at the C uh, 3 Go ahead and spell it out. I kind of skip Facebook these days, but my lovely wife in April and I do run the USS Grand Petoskey. That is the West Michigan chapter of the International Star Trek fan club. Uh, and I also actually run the region, which includes Michigan and Eastern Canada. If you live in one of those places, And love Star Trek Please drop me a line uh, From our Grand Petoskey website Or hit me up On Twitter Because I would love To tell you about Some of the fun stuff That we do With that I'm going to bid you adieu I'm going to tell you As always that Sharing is caring To keep on trucking
1: Be the hero Not the villain In the truck This podcast is part of The Secret Friends Unite
0: Podcasting network Visit SecretFriendsUnite.com For more great shows Articles News Reviews And more